Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And today we're talking about making changes that you're afraid to make. This was selected by my Patreon supporters. I just want to give you guys a shout out and say thank you for supporting this episode. Um, all right, so let's talk about change first. Change can be exciting and fun and something to look forward to, or it can be debilitating and scary and painful. And when it comes to the way that we progress in our lives, there's often lots of things that end up needing to change. And while I personally am a fan of change, maybe more so a fan of it when it's my choice to change, <laughs> um, change can, can be just really jarring. As everybody already knows with what's been happening in the world, there's been a lot of changes happening. And a lot of those changes aren't necessarily changes that we have to make. So I'm going to start there. Um, changes that are being made for us definitely feel scary. And it can feel like things are spiraling because we're not necessarily in control. And while I'd like to spend some time on this topic, um, what I find to be more difficult in a conscious state are changes that we need to make for ourselves, but that we're scared to make. And because when choices are made for us, we can, we can still have that fear, but it's not necessarily anticipated the way changes we know we need to make need to happen. So from personal experience, at some point in my life, I was married and it was a difficult relationship for both of us, I'm sure. And I needed to make a change. I already had a decision about what I wanted to do, but I had to actually do it. And I had so many fears about what that would look like because uprooting myself, you know, splitting to, to do one income household again, um, you know, to just not know what my life would be like having that uncertainty underneath and being scared that I might hurt another person. What kind of trauma would I incur because of this change? Could my life be better? Or would it be worse? Or could that be both? You know, could it get worse first and then get better? I don't know. Um, it, it often, the change that we have to make is usually scary because we are uncertain of something. And when we're uncertain of something, we have no control over it. We don't know how it's going to end up. And we can't essentially assign an expectation to it. So because we can't assign an expectation to it, there's no real way of marker of how we should feel. And for a lot of people, that scares us. So, I mean, kind of think of your own life right now. Like, what are you dealing with right now that you're like, I know I need to change this. Maybe it's the way that you eat. 
you know, maybe the fear around the way that you eat is this is going to be hard. It's going to be expensive. Um, will I be hungry or will this food taste disgusting? You know, maybe it's a job change. Will I be happy there? Will I make as much money? Can I progress in my career with that or not? Maybe it's a new relationship. Is this person going to hurt me? Are they going to abuse me? Are they going to, are they going to love me? (laughs) Um, you know, there, there could be so many of those things that you can change that essentially propel questions into your mind that you'll have to answer. And I've said this before, but like a lot of people and myself included, we're comfortable with the devil we know versus the devil we don't. So something could still be bad for you, but if you're, you already know what to expect, then there's some level of comfort with it, even if it's incredibly uncomfortable overall. So ask yourself kind of like, what is it that I'm afraid of? What am I, what do I think is going to happen? What I think is not going to happen and how are my fears of those expectations blocking me from making real beautiful change? I'm a fan of change. Um, probably cause I get bored easily. <laughs> so sometimes I make unnecessary changes. I like to change my hair. I change my jewelry, change my clothing style, change my location, change my apartment, change is a new way that I get to reinvent myself and rediscover what it is that I, that feels good to me. But ultimately at the base of it, there are some changes that are super scary. The changes of, you know, the thought of when, you know, when you're combining lives with someone again and thinking like, okay, is this going to end up like the last one? Maybe you're just trying to learn a new language. (laughs) Maybe you decided you're going to take on, you know, a new type of schooling. All of those things. The changes that we're afraid of make is just based on uncertainty. And the way that I've always looked at it, or at least in my adult life, is that those changes always seem like an adventure to me. It's something new to discover. I am an avid learner and, and just love to learn. So when I am researching something, to me, it's fun. Uh, that n- might not be you. You might be like, what the hell is Leah talking about? But, but there's something exciting to me about discovering a new part of myself. And I don't know if that's just the way my soul came in or what, but if ask yourself, what is that? Like, what, what would you be excited about changing in your life right now? Maybe it's the amount of income that you make. Maybe that sounds exciting. But perhaps the actual action that's necessary to be taken in order to get that change that you were excited about is the scary part. So it's twofold. I'm excited about making more money, but I'm scared about my new job. I'm excited about the new freedom I have from working from home, but I don't know how this new business is going to fare out. I'm really excited about this new boyfriend and all this love, but I'm afraid this is not going to work out. You can just keep going, like with your own list. Those fears, like the way that it's kind of, it's enveloped, right? We have this kind of bipolar approach um, of on and then off. And it's interesting because 
when we approach change with kind of like this childlike view of like, ooh, what can happen? Like in, in an excited way, right? Like what could happen that's good for me? The fear is usually from what we think might happen that might be bad. And I'm careful not to say like something's positive or something's negative. Something's good or something's bad. Everything is mostly neutral. It's just our perspective that we have on it. But our fear is that our expectation will not be upheld. And I've gotten into the practice and tried to help my clients get into the practice of not holding an expectation. Hold your desires all day long, but don't hold an expectation of the outcome. It is in that that we have and experience the most amount of fear. It is in the expectation being upheld that the fear comes from. I'm not going to change unless I know I have a safe place to land. And unfortunately, that that's just not an option. Like we can never predispose what we want to happen. We can try to manifest it as much as we can, but we can never really know what's going to happen until it happens. So not having that level of control is the scary part. But if you look at your change and the thing that you're wanting to bring to fruition and you let go of the outcome, how is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? You know, what's that going to look like? If you're able to let that part go and say, okay, this is the change I'm going to make because I know this is going to be good for me or this is something I've wanted to explore. And regardless of how it turns out, I know that this will at least have opened up a new door, a new experience, and possibly a new lesson for me to expand who I am. And that can be exciting. That is the ticket to really starting to explore and expand as a person. Changes are for expansion. Can you imagine if you just stayed the same? What would that look like? Say you got to 25 years old and then you decided, okay, this is who I am for the rest of my life. I will continue to listen to Justin Bieber and wear purple in my hair and work at, I don't know where 25 year olds work, um, <laughs> at normal places, but say it's like, I don't know, quick trip. Um, Quick Trip is a gas station we have here. And while that may be a very good job, imagine that that for your whole life, you didn't want to try anything else. Those are wonderful things. But could you live as your 25-year-old self for the rest of your life? Think about it. Even say, okay, you move up to 30. You've, you've experienced some tra- transformations since then. Can you imagine living the rest of your life like you did when you were 30? I can't. My life was completely different. And even last year was completely different. And even with a change that I didn't ask for, it's been completely different. And to see essentially all of the beauty that's come out of it since then, it's given me like the, the acceleration of growth is happening faster the more that I change. It is the metamorphosis and the transformation of your soul and spirit. So just imagine that. What would you want next year to look like? What would you want? What are the things that you're lamenting right now that you're like, oh, I just wish that I could what? Like what would be necessary to do that and why does it scare you so let me give a personal example 
Um, what's something that I'm scared to do? I think like starting a family would be really scary for me. It is a change that I've watched lots of my friends go through that in some ways I feel really like, yeah, that's the, the next step kind of thing. It's something that could be exciting and fun, but in the same way, it, could, it, it terrifies me. What if I'm not going to have my freedom anymore? Will this get in the way of my career? Will I, as an empath, feel overloaded by the lack of sleep? And, you know, it scares me to think that a little piece of my heart would be running around outside of my body. The responsibility that's required for that. You know, the fears that I would have, especially for a girl, um, how the world treats women. And all of that heaviness of fear that I would feel about the unknown and what that would look like. And it it's interesting because I can also look at the other side of that very easily and see, especially with my um, younger siblings and my nephews, like it is so much fun. It is so much fun to be around them. It like I, I've watched my mom do it now eight times and I'm like, how do you do that? But she's she's taken on what seems impossible. But because she made that change, she's expanded herself in ways and, and, and things that she can do now that she had no idea she was capable of before. Change shows us that we can do hard things. It shows us what we're made of. It shows us our failures. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not all butterflies and transformation. Like, it's hard to change. Let's think about our mentalities the way that we think, you know, even drawing back to my example, like I'm thinking for a single person right now and now kind of a couple and possibly a family, you know, like it, it is shifting the way I have to look at my own future because I wouldn't be living it for myself anymore. And that feels scary. So, you know, what for you is like that? Where in your mind, what, what fears show up for you? Um, here's another one. I'm scared to lose weight. And that sounds like a weird one because most people are like, I'm trying to lose weight. And that I am always uh, still working on that. Trying not to always be in that position and love myself where I'm at. But I recognized I had a subconscious belief that if I am more attractive to this society, that I won't be safe. That if my body looks the way that I, I don't know, my vision board has on it that I will be in danger of violent or aggressive attention. I had a situation when I was younger that essentially um, nailed that belief in for me pretty good. Um, when I was my sophomore year of high school, I had a she's all that kind of movement moment. Um, I went from glasses, braces, chubby <laughs> to um, frizzy hair, you know, um, to relaxer, glasses off, braces off, lost a bunch of weight over summer. And suddenly I was getting so much attention from men, boys, I mean, not men, boys in high school. So you can only imagine I've had penises shown to me. I got pushed into a bathroom with a guy. Um, I had a guy pick me up for a movie that I was supposed to go with a, a group of people and he essentially abducted me just took me off on his own and then tried to molest me 
a bunch. Um, and at the time it was this very Christian virgin girl who was so scared that someone was going to take that away from me. And, and I learned very quickly that, okay, it's not safe for me to, to look this way. I didn't get this attention before when I was chubby and without a conscious belief there, I, be, I believe now hindsight looking at that, that's what I did. I kind of molded myself back into my, my eighth grade self because I knew that if I looked like this, people wouldn't bother me and I would be safe. So there was a foundational belief behind that of why I was scared to change, why I'm still subconsciously trying to move that needle over to convince myself that it's okay. It's safe to be seen. But that change is, it's still, it's still scary because it has a trauma behind it. And while that may not be your experience at all, there are essentially imprints that we have grown up with through our trauma and our experiences. And maybe it's not even trauma, but just kind of like foundational belief sets that are ingrained in us from, from very early on. And I kind of just want to give you permission to look into that. What is the thing that you want to change? And why are you scared of it? And look through your history and find moments that feel similar. And, and dig into, can I figure out what's, what limiting belief is behind the fear? Because the fear is not just innate. There's a reason that you have that fear. The ego wants to protect you. And in that way, it keeps the subconscious programming because that's what's been keeping you safe. Um, you know, say it's a job. Say you want to start your own business. You decided like, wow, I really want to want to get out and start doing this thing. But I'm afraid that I, let's say the narrative is I won't succeed. I won't be able to make enough money. Okay. That's a legit fear. Cause if you need to provide for yourself, like no rocket science to that. Right. But look deeper. What, what's deeper behind that fear? Okay. I have, I have money issues. Um, there was a lot of lack in my family. My father would criticize any job that didn't sound like it was a doctor or a psychologist or something that seemed stable to him. So my fear about going out and creating this business that I want to do is that my father won't approve of me. Boom. Right? <laughs> There's more behind that. And like, this is uh, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is like trying to discover the limiting beliefs behind why we're afraid to change or what we're afraid to change. Some people change all the time. They can't decide who they want to be. And they're not afraid of change, but they're, they've ha they lack identity. And that also comes from fear, trying to acclimate or sorry, not acclimate, trying, trying to just search for something that will make them feel like themselves, but having deeper trauma within themselves that doesn't allow them or doesn't want to look at their pain. That would be too scary. There's so many examples I can give, but I'm just trying to appeal to all y'all. <laughs> um, but it, but it's very interesting because in this time, we've all had to experience significant change. This year, of course, is an election year too. Ooh, that would be a welcome change. Um, but there would be, there's so much, there's so much going on. And given how much stimulus is, you know, just think about what you see on the news every day. Not, don't, you don't have to watch the news. 
You can be scrolling through Instagram. You can talk to a friend. Like there's so much biting for our attention that it is like overwhelming, overwhelming to, to one, just spar with what's going on, but two, to start thinking about our own changes. The ground feels so unsteady. It feels so difficult to stand on. How could we possibly be thinking about another change? How could in this time where we don't even know, like, our school's going to be shut down again? Are we going to be in lockdown again? Are we? Go- how can we prepare for our future better so we won't feel like we got that rug pull from underneath us? Are we better prepared? All of these things. How could we entertain another change? And I just invite you to consider perhaps this massive change that wasn't our choice put us in a perfectly primed position to make the changes we've been waiting for all along. You know? Now, you don't have much of an excuse not to start working on that business you wanted to work from home. You're working from home already. You're closer to your goal. Not so scary anymore. Um, But I I do think that if we're going to talk on the spiritual level, that it is important for your soul to get as many experiences as it can while it's here. And some people might disagree with me on that, but that that's my philosophy that like, I want to experience as much as I can while I'm here, learn as much as I can. Um, it was even seen somebody I did a reading with uh, showed me in my chart. They were like, yeah, you're, you are here to learn. You like to learn. And I'm like, yes. Um, but with all the learning that I do, there's a shit ton of changing that happens. I hear one thing and then I hear another thing and then I learn this thing and then I do this deeper education and my mind is constantly changing and refining what it is that I'm learning and taking in at a rapid pace. But I'm flexible enough to do that. Like I've allowed myself to be in a space where I'm like, okay, if this is not my reality, let me figure out what it is. I want to get to the truth, whatever that is. And that it can be deeply uncomfortable to admit you were wrong to have a foundation ripped from you, to have to reassess what things should look like now, what's my new identity versus what I thought before last year, two years ago, my, my, you know, during my childhood, so many changes happening. And while those may be more intellectual or belief oriented and philosophy, they do affect the way I live my life. And that's scary too. But you get used to it. And if you're having that struggle, that same struggle of like, man, it's just like, I really want to do this thing, but I'm just really not sure how. I'm really not sure if I do it, what's going to happen, what could happen to me, what could happen to my kids, what could happen to my relationship, what could happen to my free time, what could happen to my safety. And I ask I often ask myself this question, but I ask you to ask yourself the question, what happens if you don't? What would happen if you didn't do that thing that you're deeply desiring to do? That big change you're wanting to make? Would you regret it? Would you look back when you were 80 years old and go, man, I'm really glad I didn't do that change? Probably not. Even the changes that I've made that like significantly 
landed me on my face, on my ass, I should say. Um, I've been, after a year, maybe, <laughs> I have been super thankful. And I've been able to look back and go, you know what? That actually wasn't that scary. It hurt. And sometimes it was incredibly beneficial. But I'll never regret it. Would you rather live your life in a state of change or a state of regret? I don't honestly think it's that binary, but if you are having something that's on your heart, a desire of something you want to move forward towards, maybe it's the way you change you, the way you think about yourself. How do you think about yourself? And, and look at that, like these changes that we're trying to make is towards being better usually nobody's trying to make a change to be worse we are animals of progression like we that we're naturally wired that way in our bodies to do better to achieve more to become smarter well not everybody <laughs> some people like to be dumb <laughs> um I, I hope that didn't come off like cocky i just meant that like some some people are very 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 happy to be ignorant Anyway, would you prefer to stay comfortable or would you, in that comfort, feel bad about regret? You know, me shifting career paths and moving towards doing a podcast, talking to you guys has been, that's a massive change to my life. It's, it's kind of weird to speak to people like this. Um, I'm looking at my phone, laying on my bed. We're at 24 25 minutes and it's a this is a huge change like I don't I don't know who's listening to this I don't know who's hearing my words I don't know who's getting something out of this um, unless you've written me on Instagram thank you nice to see you guys there um, but like this is a weird fucking job and and to decide okay last year I really wanted to make this change I I wanted a job that I could do from home that I was location um, independent. I could be remote. I could, I could be traveling and still do this. And that being something that was really super important to me because I got, I mean, I was traveling a lot for my other job, but I, I, I've done that job for 15 years and I couldn't see how I could do anything else. It was scary to think like, okay, I'm going to shift into some field I'm not even familiar with. I don't even listen to podcasts. Like, what do, what do I look like starting a podcast? You know, bitch, please. So there was just so much interesting thought around that and fears. But I think that my desire for something different, something better, overrode my fear. And I want to ask you, does your desire for the thing that you want override your fear? Is it enough to carry you and take you into the new thing that you'd like to experience? Now, I'll tell you this. Um, there, sometimes it's, it's not enough to just have willpower, okay? Sometimes you have signs and synchronicities that follow that are like, hey, nudge, nudge, nudge. Here's this next thing we're going on. And the universe kind of gives you this little like, um, I would say, kind of like a timeline, like they give you a window, essentially. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's five years, I don't know. Maybe it's a month. But it, the universe kind of nudges you and says, hey, I kind of see that 
you've been window shopping at this change. Like, we know that this is part of your path. So, like, hop to it. And for about two years, people were telling me I should start podcasts. And I never, ever landed with me. And I'm like, what would I even talk about? No idea. Um, And then... I got into more like essentially coming out of the closet about the spiritual stuff and I was still getting side eyes and weird things and people telling me I was crazy or um, just, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, Leah, you know, and then never hearing from them again, Uh, particularly in dating, trying to talk to people about any of this stuff was just like, I, 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 I couldn't be my real self and I hated that. So the universe was giving me this window. I got sign after sign after sign, but it just didn't land with me. And then um, I went to Colorado and I may have told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because I just think it's uh, it's such a crazy upshift and turn of a massive change that happened in my life. But I go to Colorado. I go there to uh, shoot a wedding in Vail. But I get there a couple of days earlier to go to Denver to see one of my friends and so I get to her house early and I guess she has this guy who comes and walks her dogs and so um she he gets to the door and we both like I open the door and I look at him and it's this weird like it's just this moment of like we're kind of looking at each other but we it's like you recognized me and I recognized him but we didn't say anything so I don't know about 10 seconds goes by and we're like oh hi how's it going he's like yeah I'm here to let out the dogs whatever so he goes in um in the house and then we start talking he's like oh what do you do and I'm like I do energy work and I'm empath blah 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 and he's like oh cool I'm really into aliens and stuff so we right off the bat get talking about energy stuff and so um I told him yeah I'm reading this book it's crazy blah 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 and he goes I think I know what book you're talking about I'm like no way in fuck you know what book I'm talking about and I went to reach for it and he's like it's the law of one and I'm like holy shit so I start freaking out because I was like that's a crazy synchronicity um, then following that, he's like, I have this book for you. I want you to read, um, called Telos. It was about the Lumerian culture. I'm super into that stuff. Um, so I read the book, I go to Vail, I shoot the wedding, and then I go to Crested Butte to visit some friends. Lots of weird spiritual shit happened while we were there. Not gonna, that's a long story. Not gonna go into that. But when I come back, um, I have a reason to get back in touch with this guy to give him his book back. So I was like, I'm going to be back here during this time. Um, I'll give you your book. So when I get back, he comes in and he's holding this crystal and he's like, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to give you this. And I'm like, what, what is this? Like, you know, I'm the crystal queen. I know every crystal, but he's handing me this. And I'm like, I, I don't recognize this stone. So I have it in my hand. And those of you guys who are already listening, you already know what I'm talking about, but um, I hold it in my hand and it starts to burn. Like the, the crystal starts to burn my hand and I start to feel what feels like tingling that's going up all the way up my arm to my heart. So that kind of scares me. So I drop it and I'm like, what is this? Is this radioactive? And he's like, no, 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 it's Moldavite. He's like, are you having a reaction? And I was like, yeah, it's super freaking hot. Like I had to drop it. And he's like, oh my gosh, like you had the Moldavite flush. And I'm like, at the time, no idea what this is. So Um, he says that, you know, like, oh, you can research the stone. The stone has all these amazing properties and it helps, you know, raise your vibration. And it's, um, it's like, just, just like a really, really, really amazing accelerator of changing your life to get you closer to what your soul's purpose is. And I love crystals anyway. So I'm like, I'm down with this. That's so cool. You know, whatever. And come to find out this is kind of an expensive stone, (laughs) Moldavite. 
It is now the stone that I wear around my neck. Um, because since I got that stone, I started having these really amazing dreams, um, communication starting to happen. And within three days of getting that stone, I came back to Kansas City, came back home. And just one person said, oh, you should start a podcast. And even though people had said it over and over and over, I was like, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I should do that. <gasps> and then the name came right to me, Spiritual Shit. That's the name. The, the artwork I did in three minutes on Canva. And within 24 hours of that, I had five episodes up. Now, I'm not saying this so I can be like, ha! I came up with a podcast. Big deal. But my headspace wasn't in that place to make this dramatic change and shift towards this as a career path. Not at all. And I wasn't someone in a place currently that felt like I could stand in that power to be that person. I thought, oh, who would listen? Like, who cares what I have to say about my weird, random experiences? Like, maybe I won't have any knowledge or anything to give anybody what that they would even be interested in. So imagine my surprise, not even a year later, to have this kind of response. I'm, I am still beside myself. But as a result of getting that stone, it was like a kick in the pants energetically towards what it is, what my goal was. Um, So it helped me get over my fear. So uh, the reason why I say that is not to, I don't know, like not to sell you on it or anything like that, but that there are tools, there are people, and there are situations that propel us forward into that change, even when we're afraid. And they make us and call us into positions to stand because we do not work in a silo. Everything is energy. So you are this co-creator in this universe as it's happening. So these changes that you desire, even though you're fearful, you're still manifesting. So (laughs) I'm going to ask you to think about how many signs have you gotten so far about this change that you've been waiting to make in your life? Just how many to think about it? Like how many times people said, oh, you should do this and you know you need to do it, but haven't done it yet. What like, I I don't know. I know you're thinking of them. I know, you know. Um, So, yeah, so I was super thankful that the universe utilized those other people to get in into my my org field and show me um, or give me even tools to help me position me in a place that made me not so afraid to make that big change. That the success that has followed such a huge leap of faith has paid off more than tenfold. And that vulnerability that it takes to take that type of risk, how satisfying it is to feel like, wow, I I can do hard things. I can overcome my fears. And I can lean into trust that this change is going to be for my betterment, even if the outcome doesn't turn out how I think it should. It was still effective and bringing me to a new place and a new realization and expanded personality, a new identity, a new experience that could be so amazing for my life. And even when it doesn't feel amazing when it's happening, maybe it's hard. It is the building bricks, stepping stones towards getting you closer to your goal. And that, that I can contest to, um, I can vouch for, sorry. Um, I can absolutely vouch for that because even in the circumstances where I felt like I was going through the most change, a divorce is incredibly painful. A switch of jobs, a switch in cities that I lived, 
switch in homes, like a switch in beliefs. My family didn't receive that very well. You know, that, those all those things were super painful. But just like, you know, running on the treadmill when you're trying to change your body, it's painful, but you're running towards something. And I ask for you to just carry that with you when you're thinking about the changes you want to make and what it is that you want to offer to the world, what you want to offer to yourself, that, you know, even when it's hard, these changes always better us in some kind of way. And that reminds me, actually, um, so a supplier that I get a lot of my Moldavite from and that I've gotten some of my friends' pieces from, um, because Moldavite is a beautiful, wonderful, amazing stone. So it is copied a lot because there's limited supply of it. Um, there's a lot of fake ones on eBay and um, you know other places. So a reputable dealer, if you're interested in really turning your life upside down by the help of a crystal, um, it's called the Moldavite family. And I'll leave their link in the description. Um, but they've given me a special coupon code that uh, if you type in spiritual shit, one word, uh, you'll get 15% off. So it's Moldavite family, M-O-L-D-A-V-I-T-E family.com, I believe. <laughs> and um, the coupon code is spiritual shit. I don't know if I'm saying coupon or coupon. How do you guys say it? Let me know in the comments. I'm just kidding. I won't see those. So anyway, um, I just want to give you courage, courage today to look beyond and look deeper into what your subconscious belief is that's blocking you from making a significant change in your life that you may be afraid to make, but you know is going to be good for you. And even, even when you know that change is going to be good for you, sometimes, I mean, there, there are people that I talk to and they, they're in a very highly toxic situation. Uh, toxic relationships, a toxic job situation, a toxic, uh, toxic, even relationship with themselves, like, and they know that change needs to happen. And even when they make the change, they might go backwards and go back to that thing that they were comfortable with, because there's too much fear in the unknown. But what's waiting you for you on the other side will always be expansion. So give yourself space not to define it by positive or negative, good or bad. But is my soul expanding? Will this make me better? Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.